Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today's boardroom talk is, again, the mic is being turned on me and we're getting to talk about myself, which is always a pleasure. And Heather Lundy is in the hot seat. So, well, the reverse, she's in the, in the uh, asking seat. So good morning, Heather. Good afternoon, Pete. How are you? <laughs> good. I don't even know whether it's morning, <laughs> noon or night. So it's a good start. We've just about hit the afternoon. It's really good to be here. I wanted to talk to you today about your new book. Yes, indeed. Um, Thank you. But first of all, many people might know, but if you just give us a wee introduction, who you are, what you do, where do you come from? Yeah, how, how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to go in, in this short time? Uh, who am I? I'm officially known as uh, Pete Launton or Mighty Pete is my brand. Um, what do I do? I am a author, a podcaster, a mentor, a uh, property investor, and father, husband, and many other things. Uh, that's what I do as such. Um, and just based in Northern Ireland. That's, that's me. That's you in a nutshell. In a nutshell. And it's uh, um, on, on a physical level, I should say, not on a conscious level or a subconscious level, but that's, that's a different story. That's a different story. Well, we'll see how far we get into it. So well, congratulations on becoming an author. Um, love to hear a bit about the book and about your part on the book. What's it about? What's it about? So the book is called Be Life or Belief. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, uh, evolved from the, the principal concept was around empowerment. That was where it all sort of started from. And the concept of the book is essentially it's transformation. So how people have come, uh, through particular different journeys in their life and different places and how through change, through a process, through a number of things that they've actually, uh, changed their lives and they've transformed their lives, empowered themselves to take control and basically have used those uh, situations or things that happen in their lives to take them to a point that where they are today. And that's typically, that, that to me is also what success is. It's not, success can be financial, it can be mental, it's the fact you're alive today, it could be any number of reasons. Uh, and that's what it is. So when you empower yourself, you believe in yourself, hence where the, you know, the, so the belief, and belief can be negative or positive. So um, the reason to say that, you can have negative beliefs, you can have positive beliefs, you can have beliefs that you've carried forward. So they're basically historical experiences that you carry forward. Um, and this is where, you know, the past can affect your future because that's what you believe, but that may or may not be true. So the point and title of the book is to be life when life is coming at you and you choose to decide how you want to actually take that on is you choose to decide whether it's positive experience, whether to nurture the opportunity to, to go forward, see it as that you want to transform yourself or do you want to live on your old beliefs, your old lies, your old, um, you know, past history, which may or may not have served you. So, um, 
it's it's transformation it's control it's you know there's there's a lot going on but it's it's to help it's a bit of a warts and all story from you know 20 odd authors all coming together and um it's quite hard in the sleeve so it's giving people a chance to say listen you know we we are where we are and we've been through this and sometimes by speaking very frankly and openly like that it helps to resonate with people and saying i i understand that and helps people hold up a mirror to themselves uh in this day and age of sort of social perfection where you know facebook social media etc we we choose and, and algorithms choose to show us the best light and unfortunately, that's that's like appearing with a gold medal, but we don't understand where that's come from and how it is. But when you see someone's story, you understand their passions, you understand their whys and why it means so much. So that's a very long answer, but that's kind of what the book is about, is to help people and to resonate with people that actually, no matter where you are, you have an opportunity, you have a choice. You, you know, the choice is to be life and to step away from your old beliefs. It's very, very, um, very good explanation, really, of what, what the book is about. Who will the book be for? Who do you see as the reader? The book is for people who take a decision and, and make a choice. Um, it's always, I always find it interesting, you know, there, there's, you're going to get different people that will pick up the book. You'll get friends, friends and family who will do it to support. Um, you will get those who stumble across it. But I think you're going to get people who, you know, there's a lot of people say, you know, listen, if, if, if my story can help one person, and that, that's a key thing, and, but the story is for whoever actually takes the action, makes the decision and the choice and picks it up. It's for them. And really, I think when you see a collection of 20 empowered people who have massively changed, who have come through an experience um, and are on the other side and not in a, uh, not in a sort of a, an aloof, you know, I've changed and look at me very much more case of look at, this is what I've come through. This is what I've learned. And this is what I, you know, but very much holding, holding out a hand to say, listen, I can help you come across this gap. You know, my story hopefully will, will make it more, you know, will lay a path for you. And, you know, make you realize that that is that gap can be closed. You know, that's not an insurmountable thing. I've been through it, and in in the most loving and, and caring way, it's saying if I can do it, you know, I hope you can too. And by by laying my story out, I hope that gives you the power that empowers you to believe in yourself in a positive way and choose to actually just come forward. So the book is is for the person that takes the decision to pick it up and read it and you know anyone that chooses to actually to nurture it and and to yeah really read it for what it's saying i think that's who it's for um you know and that's why it's empowering and and listen i would love everyone to pick it up you know but realistically it's it's going to the certain people is going to really stand out for and it will change your life if you choose to to actually do it so that's who it's for it's oh, beautiful very good. Beautiful intention for it. Um, can you tell us a wee bit about your your part in the book or, or the story that you, you've told or wanted to tell? Sure. Um, it's it's interesting. So my, my title or my, my chapter is called Finding the Flame. 
and it resonates back to fire in the belly to a number of things, you know, and, and the flame is a sort of a, an ongoing theme for me. Um, the principle being that actually, I believe we are all, we've all been born with a flame, a sort of a fire in our belly per se. And I believe to be alive means you have that fire. Now that fire could be a roaring inferno. It could be a tiny pilot light way off in the distance. So I think even somebody who's on the brink of suicide to the person who is living their fullest potential, I, I believe we all have a flame. Now, the question is to what level and to what degree? Um, you know, when we talk about, you know, flame, the, the common things that would be pushed in with it would be, you know, burning desire or potential. There's, there's so many things there. Um, and my sort of hypothesis is really that, you know, you have to find your flame, your why, your burning desire, your passion, your belief. Um, and when you find that, and that's something that you truly believe in, at that point, you get it that almost that is kind of, that's what I was put here for, you know, regardless of your spirituality, religion, whatever, that is your, almost your point of least friction. So it's the point that actually you find what resonates for you. What's your key thing? Now for someone that might be, it could be anything. It could be being an author. It could be that speaking on stage, it could be helping people, you know, sort of to not commit suicide. It can be anything, you know? Um, but when you find that, I think naturally you take on energy, your flame gets bigger, that actually the more people you speak to, the more people you help that actually, you know, it fans your flame and it, you know, it's, it's your why. And again, you, you see people that are passionate and love what they do. And for that very reason, you know, they are passionate about what to do. And, and I got to a point in my life and for me, it was 37 and a half years where the gap was at its widest between who I truly was and where I was in my life. And that gap and, and you know, it's like a fishing rod or something. The, the, the bigger the gap, the less unstable you are. And for that very reason, I think it's very common that people do sort of, you know, you see the searching and people saying, I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what my values are. I don't know what my intention is because they're so far away from them, true selves. You know, they're trying to impress parents, partners, bosses, coworkers, everyone around them, you know, and this, but so much time and energy goes into running this script of who everyone thinks you are, that actually it's exhausting. You know, you're so far and it's not even intentional. It's just because that's the way your value set has changed. That's, you know, again, your parents want you to be the best you can be and, and unintentionally they've maybe put things upon you and teachers have said, you're good at this and friends say you're good at that and all the rest. And you, you get recognition. If there's something you're particularly good at that actually it serves other people, then you get a lot of praise for that and, and that's great. But then you go, well, but that's not really what I want to do. And until you close that gap, until you find your flame, not somebody else's, you know, it's, it, it is possible, you know, we all love to hear inspirational people and we, we sort of, we can't help but take on some of their energy as they speak. Um, you know, because that's, that's how, you know, when you have that flame or that passion or whatever it is, it radiates energy. Um, but until you find your own flame, till you find your own, uh, meaning and, and why, and it's, it's so deceptive because it is inside you already. I believe that. I believe you were born with it and it stays with you to the day you die. And whether you choose to actually empower it, whether you choose to do something about it or, you know, you, you go through. Um, 
And I always find it fascinating because people use the words, you know, a lot, which is something I try and stop doing. Um, and people say, well, I don't know, you, you know, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what I want. Okay. But in, when you listen to them, uh, they'll, they'll go through. So what I'm trying to do here is help people to sort of unravel that a little bit and understand, you know, well, maybe just ask yourself maybe what I don't want to do. You know, sometimes that's easier. You know, generally we're, we're quite pain driven as, as, as humans. Um, you know, so we, we typically pain sort of means a lot more because it seems to have a stronger uh, meaning. So ask yourself what I don't want to do saying, well, I, I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do that. Well, by the process of elimination and, and sheer ratios, if you keep not doing the things you don't want to do, then ultimately you're going to find and be at a place where you find the things you do want to do. So that can be useful because if you say to someone, well, what do you want to do? It's like, I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't, who knows, but actually, you know, if it's picking a Chinese or deciding what takeaway you're going to have in the evening or going out for a dinner, well, you know, if you take all the other meanings aside and then you, you process for elimination of saying, well, what means the most to you? And you, you go through it until you eventually you find that you do know, you maybe just didn't necessarily want to address it or go through. So that's the thing is finding your flame. And when you know, you know, um, because it does, it multiplies the energy. It's, it's a point of least friction. It's something it's what I would call almost like a guilty pleasure. People go on, Oh my God, I can do this and I can get paid. Wow. You know, it's like, I don't, I kind of feel like I'm just playing here. It's like fun. Um, and you do it. You, you listen, you listen to super successful people and, and things like that. And they're almost going, it's, it's amazing. I have the best life. I, I do what I love to do and I get paid, you know, I'm well rewarded for what I do. And I talk to amazing people and I do this and I do that and I serve and how lucky am I? Yeah. And you kind of go, wow, that sounds, you know, just as you explain it, it sounds awesome. And you kind of go, why that? Because they are, what they really want to do and what they're doing is one and the same. And the closer you can come to that, that you're find your flame, your passion, your energy, your purpose, your point, your why, your North star, your golden thread, whatever way you choose to look at it. Well, then suddenly, you know, life is easy. You're not holding the baggage of the past. You're not sort of trying to be someone that you're potentially not. You're not trying to impress somebody else, including yourself. You could be impressing yourself and saying, well, you know, it's the, a good friend of mine, Alan Wallace, he talks about, you know, it's, you can't take likes to the bank, you know, and I think it's such a great way of looking at it, you know, social media there. And, and, you know, I put up a post, I get loads of like likes and, and you get a little endorphin hit, but there's nothing you can do with that, yeah. you know, and it means nothing either. So it's, it's understanding that actually the things you're doing, it means so much to you and it correlates to your values that you can stand in isolation and be proud of you. You don't need external a mirror. You don't need anything else to turn around and say to you that, you know, you're worth it, or this was really good. You know, you know, deep down that I'm proud of me. I'm really happy. I've done this. I really enjoyed doing this. I feel like I've given back. I feel like I've, you know, I've, I've done my best, you know, at that point, it's, it's a, it's a moment of calm, you know, and people see, you know, it was almost, you know, a, a massive roaring flame can be you know, seen as aggressive or, you know, very pushy or whatever, but actually it's a calmness that actually you are just exactly where you're supposed to be. And, you know, and you naturally will, 
you'll radiate that energy and people will pick it up and they just, you know, that they're naturally drawn to it. It's magnetic. It's, you know, you're polarizing in your life because you don't have different charges in your life. You don't have a negative and a positive, you know, I love to do this, but God, I, I don't want to speak about that or, you know, I'm embarrassed about my future, but I really want to be here. And, you know, so you're always sort of trying to, you know, sort of almost play these, uh, you know, it's the Jacqueline Hyde. It's, you know, this is the the real me, but this is my, my front me. And this is, you know, and you see yourself at times, whether it be in an argument or a moment of passion or something else that you actually are just who you, you are, who you are, you know, you hold, you know, no other reasons or why, but you find that and you're, you're in a, you're in a beautiful place. That's the key thing. And I'm, I'm on the pros on the, on the journey. I'm not there, but, uh, every day I sort of lean in and find out what I love to do and find my flame and my purpose and my why. And, um, yeah, I'm slowly sort of crawling my way along. I'm a bit of a slow <laughs> learner, but I'm getting there, you know, but key thing is I'm, I'm taking action. That's a very key thing. Yeah. Very good. Wow. There's so much in that. I mean, just in terms of finding the flame, the moment of calm, I mean, th there's such a, um, you, you said it there yourself, that idea that, you know, a fire and all of the desire, but also the the burning, the but actually for you it is that real moment of calm. And how in terms of the the writing process, how did you find that, the creative writing process? Um how did I find it? Let's let's be as <laughs> as open and honest as this as possible. Uh so when I first spoke to Donna. Yeah. Uh, I, I threw out my, I, I threw out my Donna Kennedy, sorry. Yes. Um, six time best selling author. I think it's actually seventh time, seven time best selling author now, but oh, wow. I threw out my label straight away in terms of, you know, dyslexic and ADHD. So they're the, the sort of the labels that have been applied to me. Um, listen, and, and different people have different views on that, but that's kind of mentally that that's the position I've, I'm finding a useful space for me right now. Okay, good. What I've found is, um, so the dyslexia and the best way I could describe dyslexia to anyone, um, potentially in the way it was described to me is it's not that you can't read or write. It's just that you think at a different speed and you, you think in your process at a different speed to which you can physically read words or write down the words. So for me, if I'm physically writing, you're going to get a lot of uh, jumbled up words that don't make sense. I, I can read it and it makes total sense to me, but doesn't anyone else. I'll have a lot of half finished sentences. I'll get frustrated um, and simply because it's different processing speeds. However, what I have learned is I've no problem using the big hole in the front of my face, which is my mouth. Um, so I can talk. And when I get into talk, I can, I can talk at the speed at which I think. In fact, I can probably talk faster than I think, which actually means you get into the true self, you know, so you don't have time to consciously necessarily think what you're going to say. You just say what you think, you know, so I would call that flow. And I, I personally, I think it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be in because it's the real person that's, that's communicating. Um, so I, I did just that. I basically went through, you know, this amazing tools and word, this sort of this dictation. Um, my kind wife, very kindly, you know, I, I sort of blurted out a, a flow of stuff. Um, and she typed as furiously and fast as she could, <laughs> um, you know, and going through that process. But, you know, I, I would be very, uh, I, I just had a creative process or a creative section and I'll go into flow 
but then I'll, I'll snap out of flow and, and unless I immerse myself correctly or, or sort of put myself back into it, I'll sit there. So I would describe the process as very lumpy. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a bit and then I would go away and I'd come back and go, well, that's not very good. You know, not do this and do this. And, and it's similar to, I think you'd, you'd mentioned when you're talking about your own process where it actually had to be taken off me. So I was kind of getting these sort of the update emails going, can you send me? Uh, just a reminder to send me. Can you send me? And I was like, eventually it's like, have it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm done looking at it. Just just take it away from me because it's it's you know it's a pile of crap and I don't want this and da 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 da. da. And she came back and she's like going, it's actually quite good. In fact, it's more than good. It's, it's actually very good. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay. So it's taken me a while to sort of accept that, but um, yeah. So I think. It's been interesting because you almost don't always know what I know. And sort of when you get into that conscious flow, that's some some of the stuff I don't even recognize, uh, which I know might sound a little bit weird. Um, when I read it back, I'm kind of going, oh, that's really good. I, I like that, you know, but it's more... Did I write that? It's more like a viewer point of view. You know, I read it back and go, that's a really good point. It's like, oh, I, I wrote that. All right, cool. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Uh, which I know might sound almost a bit vain. It's not. It's it's just in terms of uh, letting my sort of true self come out to play. Um, so that's what I find fascinating. I've been, I've loved the process. It's it's triggered so much more. Um, yeah. So it's it's been it's been insightful. It's been yeah. It's been fun. Uh, yeah. I, I hope it helps people. You know, I, I try and ask as many questions as I can because it's more a case of it's more important that the way you hear it than it is, you know, what I tell you, if that makes sense. You know, I'm trying to inspire people to ask questions of themselves, to paint the picture in their head. It's not so much about an experience I maybe had. Um, it's kind of asked, if you ask that question, then they can run it and process it the way they might think about it. Um, you know, and, and sort of the key principles that have stood out for me. So it's not for me so much a, a journey of, you know, it isn't, it isn't about where I've gone through, but I think it's almost a point of going, you know, you deserve it. You have the flames in you, mm. you know, that flame is in you. And like I say, you could be, you know, on the brink of suicide, you could be top of your game, but the flames in you, that's the first thing. And I'm so, it's so, I find it so satisfying to know that, that actually it's not, you know, people saying, do I have potential? You have. The question is how much are you actually using it? And what are you doing with it? That's the question. It's not a case of it's already within you, you know? So knowing that for some people can be enough saying, well, actually, okay. And then you get to the question of, well, what if, and sort of admitting that I don't know, I don't know is it is such a, it's a beautiful disempowering question that allows you to be open to the what if. And if you follow that process, which is a whole deep subject, but um, what if is, is beautiful? You know, what if I chose to find out my passion? What if I just did everything that, you know, brought me love and joy, you know, in the, in the sort of the whole KonMari and Marie Kondo aspect, you know, what, what brings you love and joy in your sparks life? Joy, yeah. Yeah. What sparks joy? What's, what sparks, you know, sort of passion and serenity and, and, you know, quietness within you. And it's different. It could be, and, and it may well result in you changing all your values, you know, just because daddy did this or mommy did that, or, you know, my brother or sister or mother, whoever, just because they did it doesn't mean it's right or wrong for you. 
you know, but if it sparks joy and it's something you're meant to do, well, do you think that somebody that loves doing what they do and they happen to be very good at it and they continue to apply pressure and they continue to take action in that field, they're naturally going to take on energy and they're naturally going to rise through that, that position, you know? So it's a, it's a beautiful place to be, but it's having the, having the strength to, you know, decide to listen to yourself, to find that flame, to believe in yourself. Um, because it's hard, you know, the life is a hamster wheel and, and, you know, whether it be a pandemic, whether it be a heart attack, whether it be something that, you know, when the gap is so big between who you are, you know, who you are today and who you truly are, that actually it takes a lot to snap that, you know, and, and a lot of people will, <laughs> sorry, it doesn't take a lot to snap it. It takes a lot to actually decide to close the gap. And that is, you know, for some people that could be a breakdown. That could be, you know, we talk about a midlife crisis. I like to see it as a midlife opportunity. You know, it's like, well, how snapping that, that gap shut could be such an opportunity. It could be so empowering, so powerful in so many ways. So um, it's, if I can encourage people to do that, I think it's, you know, and don't worry. I mean, you, you, what's your why? What's your fire in your belly? Who knows? And who cares? But if you kind of keep doing things that actually you love to do, you genuinely love to do, and it's, you got to look at your, your reasons and your, you know, your ego and saying, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the likes? Am I doing this? Cause I love to do it. You know, if nobody knew I'd done it, would it mean the same? You know, if, if nobody knew that I had spoken to something or I kind of find it funny, sometimes people give to charity and then tell everyone they give them to charity, you yeah, know, and you're like, okay, it's neither right nor wrong, but you know, can you give, you know, without, um, acknowledgement and, it's almost, and we've talked a bit about it before, but it's a bit like forgiving and forgetting. You know, you can forgive someone, but if you don't forget, you know, or let it go, and you sort of use that sort of, well, I forgave you, you know, that's, that's like a weapon. You're, you're re-energizing that. So it's like, you forgave me, but you're going you're gonna to make me pay the rest of my life. So is that forgiveness? doesn't sound like it, you know, but you're forgiving and forgetting and moving on. That was then, it happened, it's gone you know, rather than sort of replying the old belief, the old accusation saying, yeah, I did this and I, I'm a big person because I forgave them for what they did and all the rest, you know, but okay. So you've just rehashed that you're a good person, you know, you stood on the higher moral ground that you're above them, that you've lorded down on them and that you've forgiven them because you're a better person. Okay. You, you just position yourself. Whereas if you say it happened, it was an event, there was different reasons and life moves on. You know, you, you, that's forgetting, you, you know, it's not that you forget the event per se, but you, you, you forget to, you know, to carry all the animosity and the potential negative or different energy that goes with, you know, but then suddenly you kind of go, well, if I'm calm about that, that I let go of the stuff, you know, letting go, it's, it's kind of can be quite spiritual and people go, just let go. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to let go. It's, I'm never going to forget. And it's like, you probably won't, but if you can take the energy away from it and saying it happened, it's in the past. The past is the past is nothing but a memory, you know. And we can change the past through a number of things. But um, so I'm going into complete rant. But so say, when you say in terms of um, finding the flame, so in your chapter and from what you you were saying there, you, you know, you're going to take and you were saying like it's still a process and you're still on the journey. Um, do you think it's a it's a once in a lifetime thing that people do finding their flame, or is it something that 
is ongoing. Um, but it can change. I think that's the thing. So it, I think the the answer is it depends, um, and it, and it can change through time because believe me, you, you've we all go through a lifetime of beliefs. Um, you might find yourself doing something and you think I'm doing it, you know, and this is this is my why and and this is what I want to do. But then you ask them their goals and their intention. And then potentially it's going to go on, well, you know, I suppose for me, because I'm, I'm a property investor by trade, so I, I want this amount of property. Okay, so when you get that, how's it going to feel? It's going to feel great. And it's kind of going, okay, what are you going to do then? It's like, well, uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it, right? You kind of go, but why? You go, okay, hmm, that's interesting. So... You kind of go, is it my ego or is it something else that wanted just to know that I could say, I reached this goal and that's it? Or what is it I'm going to do? So now I suppose I've trying to evolve that on and saying, well, what's that going to do? And saying, well, actually, that's going to make my life quite comfortable. That's going to give me the opportunity to be, you know, sort of be well connected with my family that actually we can have less stress in our lives so we can you know we can live and, and we can you know explore opportunities that we can spend time together that you know we're going to be able to do stuff we never have well that's a great that's a better reason why than just you know understanding that the goal is what it is you know because we we have financial goals but you go but why you know, it's like, well, because I want lots of money, but why? I mean, money is just, we've talked about this before. Money's just paper and metal and whatever else. But all it can take is a split second of finding your flame, your passion, mm -hmm. something that just going, and I talk about the love language, you know, when someone goes, oh, I'd love to do that. But, and then 50 reasons why, you know, um, and so when you explore, you know, your love language and the actions that bring, brings out your love language, you know, I'd love to do this. And I would hate, you know, I, I, I just, I would do it for nothing. And you know, wouldn't it be great? You know, you get all the positive energy that goes with it. So um, there's so much there that's understanding, I suppose. And, and that's really what I do professionally is, is helping people to find their flame, find their passion, their fire in their belly. And then if you attach a mechanism of how that can happen for people, you know, you, you sort of merge those two worlds, then suddenly you're going, I love it. And it's not a question of how, it's a question of, you know, what do we need to do next? What are we doing? How do we make it happen? And pushing forward and forward and forward. Um, you know, so that's the bit where you can help people to unleash their potential uh, and not do it in a, in a preconceived way. Because if, if you just focus on the how, then your old beliefs come into play. Well, how would I do that? Well, the old me, I don't know or I couldn't do that or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you change it and you, you reframe it and saying, right, well, I know where I want to go to. Well, okay. What if I tried this? Or what if I say, I don't know. Okay. So if I tell someone else my goal, then maybe they might know, or maybe they could inform me, you know, rather than me assuming that the past will happen again, because that's the past and that, you know, but it has, if you choose it, there's no connection to the future between the past, but you have to make that choice. You have to say, well, I don't know. And what if, what if I tried something different? What if I spoke to somebody? What if I shared my goal? What if I sort of asked somebody the question and stayed open on it and not sort of reapply my old beliefs? You know, what if I did that? And what if I became clear and started saying to people, 
that actually doesn't really work for me. It doesn't bring me joy. And I know that's what I used to do and that's cool. And, and I'm grateful for it, but actually that's the past. So, but what I really love to do is this, you know, and, and if somebody can start to actually bring that into their lives, um, I think it's going to be super powerful, but you got to believe in you. You got to commit to yourself. You got to, you know, really sort of try and make that happen. And it's not going to happen immediately. It, it does take time, but just that sense of knowing that actually, if I keep pushing on this hard enough, eventually the wall will move, the tree will fall, the stuff will start to happen. You know, for some people, it's really quick. For some people, it's really slow. I mean, I would classify myself as, in a, in a, in a fun way, it's, it's like a bit of a slow learner, you know, but I'm, I have so many preconceived yeah. beliefs and so many things to get over. I mean, I need to hear things a lot, but I'm actually enjoying it too, you know. Um, yeah. but how you can, you can do it. And it's, yeah, it's, those, uh, those lies and the beliefs really resonate for you. Absolutely. Or you have know. done until you find your fame. 37 and a half years of just, you know, my beliefs, expectations, societal beliefs, parental beliefs, educational beliefs, academic beliefs, you know, corporate beliefs, everything else. And, and again, trying to please other people, you know, if I pleased other people, then they gave me praise or, you know, or energy back. And then that was my, that was my recognition. No different to how you would train a dog. A dog does a behavior, you scold it or you, you reward it. You know, if it does a certain thing, you give it a treat. If you keep doing that, eventually it will do it, whether it gets a treat or not, because that's a behavior. That's a, that's a pattern. That's a belief. If I sit down, I get rewarded. If I do this, I get rewarded. Humans are no different. You know, people love structure and that's the thing. If that's the thing, if I get this amount of sleep, if this happens, then this is a good thing until you eventually go, well, what if, what if this is not a good thing? What if what I'm doing is not positive or useful or serving me? You know, what if that's not moving me towards what I really love to do? You know, and the great question you can ask yourself is saying, if, if time and money were no object, what would you be doing? You know, and people, you know, it takes a while to process that, mm. you know, saying you got green traffic lights all the way and you had the money that you needed. What would you be doing? You know, and this is why a bucket list is so useful. I've I can just imagine that. Yeah. That, that pause all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's, what if, you know, what if, you know, and, um, and that's the thing, if you can then apply, so saying, I'd love to do this, this, and this, then the butt comes, you know, but 50 reasons why and excuses and all the rest. But if you can start to melt that down and say, well, if the why is big enough, you know, then the how will happen, you know, and all you need to do is just, is sort of put the structures in place to start to, to move. And it can be as simple as admitting it to yourself or planting a seed or making a phone call. It can be the tiniest little thing, but actually you find your flame. That's kind of going, that's something there. And it might be different. Listen, it may well change tomorrow and, and adjust and all the rest, but despite all the odds, if you keep going and then, you know, that's something that means a lot to you and that's something you'd really desire to do. And you keep going and keep going and keep going. Eventually, the universe will change, things will happen, you know, it will go on and, and, you know, nature knows this. Nature knows only too well. I mean, it, it's, you see moments of, you know, sort of unbelievable determination in nature and the way trees grow, the way plants and animals do what they do. But yet as humans, we sort of, 
we ignore that and, and we change things all around us. But um, yeah, so it's find out what it really means to you because humans are weird and that you know dogs generally don't have a conscious they don't feel guilt per se um you know the, the just different levels of imagination and consciousness and all the rest um but humans then they sort of they trip up themselves and they they sort of hang on the the things that happened in the past as a method of sort of predicting the future and that can be not a positive thing thank you pete i want to ask you um how, how do you think this book fits into the world today? It fits in how you choose it to fit in. It's, you take all the authors. Um, there's all a change. It's a, you know, it's a transformation. It's a, it's a decision. It's a belief. So all of them have gone through something. And that's life. We all go through stuff every day. Um, you know, so I think it is what you choose it to be. You know, we will see what you want to see. Um, if you choose to see it as an opportunity to make a change in your life, then that's exactly what it is. If you choose it to be um, something to reaffirm your goals, it is that if it is a choice to refocus your energy and, and give you a reason or permission, you know, cause we're all seeking permission. We won't give it to ourselves, but we'll give it to others. You know, we will help others, but yet we won't help ourselves. So if you see this as an opportunity to give yourself permission, it is that. So it's, it's, it's everything and nothing at the same time. Um, it's an empowerment tool. If you choose it to be, it is exceptionally powerful if you choose it to be, you know, and that's the point of the 20 odd stories is to help people go on, you know, I did it. And if I did it, you can do it. I believe in you, you know, I'm choosing to be life. I'm choosing to step forward, look forward and, and be that. And if that's what you sort of, I hope you do. And, and that's, that would be my hope that people will pick it up and see it as a transformation tool, a permission tool, a belief tool, an empowerment tool, finding your passion, finding your why, then that's what I would love people to get. But I think anyone that buys it, it's, it only works if you do something with it and it only works if you, you know, you choose to actually make a difference, you know, and, and hopefully that, that is enough of a seed for people to go on. That's what I'm looking for right now. And I want more. I deserve more. You know, I'm scratching my head going, what am I capable of? And that, that itch is enough. You know, and that's, that's the fuel, that's the, the fire in your belly and saying, if you just keep scratching that itch, then things are going to happen. You know, so I, I hope that's, that's what I'd love people to take away. And it's, it's the what if and saying, I don't know, but I'm, I'm willing to go find out. I'm, I'm willing to ask the question and, and live by the fact of saying, well, what if? How does it feel to become an author? Um, slightly out of body experience, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, it sounds weird, but I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. It sounds so weird. It's like, yeah, but that, that was, uh, and this is the thing when you start to, I have so much coming up ahead for me and in terms of where I'm going and things like that. And when, when things like that happen, it's like going, yeah, I knew, I know that I, I can see so much ahead now because I'm quite a visual person anyway. 
And so when someone says, oh, you must be so grateful. And it's like, listen, I am truly grateful. But like, this is, this is step one of 10. This is step one of a hundred, you know, and, um, but that's not to take away from it because it's so significant. The next part cannot happen without this part, but it's also not saying this is, this is neither the start nor the end. This is a part of the process and it's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful to be at this place. You know, could I have written this book without, you know, the help of including yourself, you know, Donna, yourself, really the people in, around me, the inspiration, the 140 odd fire in the belly interviews we've done, my relationship with my wife, my family and all that. Could I do it without, without all that? No, because that's what this has all come together because of all those connections and these things. You're 95% of everything we have and do in our lives is a replay or, you know, from something else. In fact, it's probably more realistically, it's probably like 99% of everything in our lives. It's, it's a repeat. It's somebody else's thought, idea, suggestion, opinion, whatever else it is, neither good nor bad, but the last bit, the last sort of 1% or 5%, whichever you choose is how you add all those sort of facts, statements, questions, opinions, beliefs, and how you decide to bring all that together and mix it up in the, the mixing bowl of life and how you decide and what proportions to take it on and what you choose to present. So if you choose to present it as an opportunity, you choose to you know, set it up as a pulpit to pass on your message or to give your message or you choose it as an opportunity to set up an opportunity for people to come back and be heard or that's the difference that's the special sauce for me it's it's how you perceive and how you decide to take all those factors and, and mix it up in in your life so um yeah so becoming an author it's 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 pretty awesome it really is um you know i think it, it'll be a process too realistically the, the sort of the the adhd part of me is like going yeah okay whatever move on um you know and sort of really struggle with potentially sometimes negative belief and that's being very open and honest um you know you kind of go well yeah but this didn't happen or but you didn't do this or that could have happened or you know but that's kind of the game i play with myself you know and i'm getting better you know um procrastination uh inner critics all those are are sort of wonderful bedfellows that i play with every day um you know so going through you know given the opportunity i'd I'd rewrite the book you know but that's that's the thing but i also appreciate that it's sometimes that actually it's it's accepting it and being grateful for it it is where it is and i know there's more and for that i'm grateful so how does it feel it feels right Great. I'm so glad. And I think there's something in um, being part of a collective book like this. You kind of, um, you have so many people helping to promote it and helping to keep it, keeps it alive, doesn't it? It's very much part of a process. It is. And funny, Donna had, Donna had talked about something, you know, and saying the number of people that have an idea of a book or start a book and never finish, it's mm. astronomical everyone has at least one book in them, you know, and it's, again, it's kind of one of those throwaway sayings, but how many actually do, Yeah. you know, and it's, and it's not just the book, it's the energy, it's the connection, it's the potential, it's, there's so much more. And, you know, funny, I was thinking about this the other day, but it's a bit like a ripple in the pond. Once the book is printed and out there, it's like a ripple in the pond, but you you can never, you can never not have published it. You can never have, you start that ripple, and it's impossible to gain, you know, to bring all the ripples back. 
they're gone. You know, it's, it's, it's out there. It's, it's, you know, the energy's passed. You cannot, you know, you could waste your entire life trying to collect it all back in again. It just can't be done. No. You know, so that's the beautiful thing about life. And, and what if, if you, you know, make a decision or you do that, that actually once the decision is made, then that is what goes out and, and never can it come back again. You can certainly make a different ripple. You can, you know, you can make a bigger ripple or a smaller ripple. You can decide, but what is gone is gone and it can never come back. And that's okay. That's calm in itself is saying, listen, that's okay. You know, and, uh, you know, getting the book out there. So I'm, I'm so proud of everyone. I mean, it's, it's amazing to be around such, you know, sort of beautiful people. I know some of the stories are quite, it's raw, really raw you know, people have decided to share yourself included, you know, and that's stuff that, you know, maybe six, 12, 18 months, two years, five years, 10 years ago, you were kind of going, you know, if you said to you then it's like, right, you're going to put this in a book someday. You'd be like, yeah, right. You know, um, you know, as you sort of, you know, using up boxes of tissues and so emotional. And so, you know, it's been such a potentially a vulnerable point, but if you go back to that point of, you know, from great overwhelm comes great change. And it's so true. If you choose to do that from that moment of overwhelm and kind of going, you know, someone has this in for me, so many bad things have happened, you know, how can this be? And you're questioning everything, you're questioning your belief and your purpose and your why, everything you question. Well, then if you choose for it to be the start of something new, you choose for it to be the first day of the next day of your life, you know, and, and you choose to go through all that. Well, how beautiful. You know, I would love if that if this book was that moment of people saying, enough, I've had enough, I'm overwhelmed, I'm sick of it, you know, so many false starts, so many sort of fad diets and ideas and missed opportunities and all the rest. I choose to forgive myself. I choose to accept that I am where I am. You know, I'm supposed to be at this point in pain that actually is going to wake me up. And through reading this book or wherever you're at, that you decide that this is it, enough. And if someone took that away, I would be delighted. Oh, I certainly hope so. I hope they do. Um, uh, well, I suppose you may have covered it, but really what I was going to ask was, what message would you like people to take away? Is there anything you'd like to add? Um, a couple of things come to mind, I suppose, just simply that the flame's in you. you know, so it's not a case of you know, do have potential. You have, everyone has potential. And an adage, and I just keep, I keep using is like some people get up and take over the world, you know, get off the sofa and take over the world. And some people get up and turn over the TV channel. I said, what are you going to choose to do? You know, so it is, it does come down to that choice. And when we all start, it's, listen, you're, you're at a very sort of weak and vulnerable position. A, a seed is very, very vulnerable. It needs so many things to get started. You know, you can scatter a seed to the wind and it might be a false start or, you know, doesn't know what's going on. But, you know, if you just keep trying and just keep pushing on and you don't mind it because if you find something you're passionate about it, um, you deserve it. God knows life is short, really is short. And, you know, what if you just decided to keep saying yes? You know, something that you love to do. And um, an expression that came out recently is winners quit. And I thought that was great. Sometimes it appeals to more because winners quit doing things that don't help them. Winners quit doing things that distract them. Winners quit doing things that other people want. 
winners quit doing, you know, sort of negative behavior. Winners quit sort of believing that their past controls their future. Winners quit. You know, and that's the thing because they are like a dog with a bone. You know, and that was a potential alternative name for my title, uh, my book actually, or my uh, chapter, sorry. And that, you know, be like a dog with a bone. Just be bloody relentless. You know, your bone is your bone. You know, just enjoy it. Keep gnawing on it. You know, people will see you're crazy. People will think all that. But actually, it's your life. It's your opportunity. It's your bone. You do with it what the hell you want. And, you know, who cares? You know, what if, you know, if you were dead tomorrow, would you care? You know, what does someone else think? Well, look at, look at where it's got you so far. You know, how's your life so far? Are you proud of yourself? Are you, have you lived your you know, best life? God forbid, if you got a, you know, a diagnosis tomorrow, would you be happy in saying, well, do you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm really proud of where I'm at so far. Or are you going to suddenly jump into action? You're suddenly going to feel remorse, regret, things I wish I had done. You know, living life with no regret, that's, that's powerful in itself. You know, um, it's a very hard thing to do, but so takeaway message is, is it's choice. It's your opportunity. Um, I hope you use it to transform. I hope you, you take away the, you know, understand the intent and the purpose of all the authors and all the speakers. I hope you find your flame and, uh, and you know, if I can help in any way, I'm, I'm always there for people. Thank you, Pete. Pete, where can people go to buy the book? So any number of places, we're going to put the links below. It's currently available through the Donna Kennedy website and we'll put the links there. So also on my own uh, website. So it is fireinthebelly.net forward slash belife or belief. And I'll put the links out there, but it's available now. Uh, profits of uh, up to the point of release are going to uh, a fantastic charity, which is great. So it's uh, the Kevin Bell Repatriation uh, Trust, which is awesome. That's when people are uh, at a very difficult and changing, transforming point in their lives and they need help. And that's what it's there for, to repatriate people back home for whatever reason. And I think that's that's beautiful. When someone needs help, it's amazing how people get together. So it's a very, very worthy trust. And it just goes to show that's the intention of the 20-odd people that when the profits are given away like that, that's that sets a precedent as well. So um, it's beautiful to be a part of it. So thank you. And Pete, how can people get in touch with you? Any number, all the usual social media channels. So um, I believe there's only one Mighty Pete out there. So uh, from a branding <laughs> point of view, that works pretty well. Uh, so Mighty Pete on uh, Fire in the Belly. So fireinthebelly.net forward slash podcast, fireinthebelly.net forward slash YouTube, or my own website is mightypete.com. So it's all out there. So um, yeah, always up for a chat and a chin wagon. And like I say, I'm happy to help anyone that I can. Thanks so much. Thank you, Pete. Thank and you. all the best for the book. Thank you very much. Exciting times. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys. And boy, boy, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that the people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So, all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly, and be the mightiest version of you.